When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Many of our feelings about having a baby or starting a family are tied up in emotions. The reality is, is that there are many practical and even legal ramifications that result from having a child. What are some of the rights and responsibilities for parents, and how does having a baby change things from a legal perspective? I'm Michelle Burton, an attorney and legal analyst, and this is Parent Savers Episode 90. Faster than a speeding toddler. Sit still for just a minute. Can soothe boo-boos with a gentle kiss. Did you get down from there? Able to clean poopy bottoms in a single swipe. Oh, what did you eat? Turning frazzled mommies and daddies into procreators of peace and harmony. Ah, quit touching me. It's Parent Savers, empowering new parents everywhere. Welcome, everybody, once again to Parent Savers, broadcasting from the Birth Education Center of San Diego. Parent Savers is your weekly online, on-the-go support group for parents from contraception to kindergarten. I'm your host, John O'Reill. Thanks again to all of our loyal listeners who join us week in and week out. And thanks also to those of you who may be listening for the first time. You guys can join our Parent Savers Club if you haven't already and receive access to special bonus content after each new show, plus special giveaways and discounts from time to time. And if you haven't already, please make sure to download the free Parent Savers app available in the Android and iTunes marketplaces so you can automatically have access to all the great parenting advice and conversation we have on Parent Savers every week. Let's start this week's conversation by meeting everyone who's joining us. Um, I'll start by introducing myself. As you guys know, I'm John O'Reill. And so twice I've done the bachelor mistake of where like the guy calls the girls guys. So I just did that in the intro in there. So I'm sorry for calling everybody guys. So thank you listeners. But I'm John O'Reilly. I have three boys. By the time this one airs, the oldest will be seven and a four-year-old and also a two-year-old. My name is Hadley Ajana. I'm an attorney and I work in tax software and I have a son who's 10 months old. And he's joining us, and we might hear him. I'm sorry, he's eight months old. Yeah, he's here. <laughs> so we'll just tell him nine months. Gonna get getting ahead difference. of myself. <laughs> so I'm Erin Estevez. I am the producer, also known as OG Mamacita, and I have one boy, and he is two. I'm Michelle Burton. I'm an attorney uh, in San Diego, and I have two children, a teenager, age 14, and a middle school uh, daughter who's 11. Nice. And... Um, I'm married to an attorney, too, so maybe oh, I'm either you, in my element or I'm... You poor man. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So before we jump into today's topic, let's look at one of today's news headlines. And we'll put this picture up on the site. But the headline is, did someone call for a milkman? And if you guys want to look at this picture that Aaron um, has around, the story is from... Uh, October of actually 2002, so it goes back a while, um, in Sri Lanka. A 38-year-old Sri Lankan man whose wife had died three months earlier during childbirth 
is attempting to breastfeed his two infant daughters. My eldest daughter refused to be fed with the powdered milk liquid in the feeding bottle. He said, I was so moved one evening and to stop her crying, I offered my breast. I then realized that I was capable of breastfeeding her, the man admitted. Uh, a doctor in Sri Lanka, the government hospital, says it's possible for men to produce milk if the prolactin hormone became hyperactive. So apparently men and boys have mammary glands just like women, but there's so little mammary tissue that they're usually not noticed. But under the right conditions and with the right stimulus, then a man can produce breast milk. And so in this picture, this man is breastfeeding his babies. What do you guys think about that? Wow. I... I, I <laughs> I think it would take a lot of getting used to. That's right. <laughs> um, and I wonder if, um, you know, it's more of a soothing thing for the baby right. rather than actual milk I, being I, produced and coming out. I saw how much yeah. Christina struggled all three times at the early stages of breastfeeding to figure it out and get the latch just right. And she's still breastfeeding our two-year-old and just don't say, oh my God, this hurts so bad. Like sometimes because he is using it as a soother. Yes. And so I, I think about my nipple, like that would hurt my nipples down yeah. <laughs> yeah. because I can't imagine that the uh, breast milk would come out. I have to, I have to, to call conspiracy here <laughs> and honestly say that in order for me to, to truly believe this, I would have to do like a lot of research right. and, and make sure that this just wasn't some, I don't know, not. And at the very least, though, I would imagine that men can soothe their kids with their nipples, Absolutely. Though. Sure. But why it's not? the producing breast milk. It's part. the producing the breast milk. But I mean, men can get breast cancer. Theoretically, so. though, with the right hormones, I mean, shouldn't it be? I guess this is a question for Robin over at the boob group. But yeah. <laughs> theoretically, it seems like it would be possible with the right mix of hormones. I don't know. This is like yeah. National Enquirer. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you would have to get injected probably with the, the right yes. Well, see, and this is why I say it's a conspiracy yeah. theory because, or a conspiracy because if men physically were capable of breast Breastfeeding, I think that it would be one of those unspoken things amongst men not to make it known. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, there's the other, there's the other <laughs> school of thought. There's like a funny article where if men could breastfeed, that it would be like the best thing in the world. There'd be commercials during the Super oh, Bowl sure, about it. Oh, sure, sure, totally sure. Well, but I think the part that I can really sympathize with this story, I mean, obviously so sad for this man whose wife died in childbirth, but also that moment where you're going to do anything to try and soothe your child. And if she was inconsolable, like, here take my Ugh, like that's just heartbreaking you know, yeah yeah so, anyway we'll put that article up on the episode page of the site the, the picture itself is actually priceless um so make sure to check it out and let us know what you guys think if this is possible and perhaps we'll have to call in our experts over at the boob group and see what they say <laughs> <laughs> judy was boring hello then judy discovered chumbacasino.com it's my little escape now judy's the life of the party oh baby mama's bringing home the bacon whoa take it easy judy <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Now it's time for today's topic here on Parent Savers. We're going to be talking about legalities of parenting, rights, and responsibilities. Today we're talking with Michelle Burton. Thanks for joining us. Let's just dive right into the topic. And what are some steps, you know, before parents even have a baby, um, things that they should start thinking about of how things are going to change um, from a legal perspective? I mean, we're all wrapped up already in the emotional and the nesting and everything, but from a very practical legal perspective, what are some things as soon as someone gets pregnant that they need to start thinking about? New parents, especially because they are wrapped up in the emotion and the excitement of having a new baby, aren't really thinking about 
um, things that could possibly go wrong or um, making sure that they have a will, uh, you know, so that if something happened, uh, uh, their wishes would be followed as far as taking care of their child, uh, who would be the legal guardian, the proper amount of life insurance that you might need to get. Um, How do you designate planning. that? Like, do you have to file a certain paper that said this is who the legal guardian is, or is that part of your will? It can be part of your will. Yeah. Okay. So you can have a will. Um, in 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 California, uh, wills are fairly easy to create. There are many kits available online that you can go on to, and it will have um, all of the legal ease terms in it for you. And you just kind of fill in the blanks. Like Mad libs. Exactly. And it, they make it very easy. Mm-hmm. You can also, in California, hol- it, it's called a holographic will. Okay. Um, you can write it out on a piece of paper and sign your will. And a, a, a lot of people do this uh, just so that they have something. Yeah. Uh, and you stick it in an envelope and you just write. Does you it know, need to be notarized or anything? It doesn't need to be Ooh. notarized. You just can write it out, sign your name, and that um, has testamentary really? intent. And seal yes. it? And seal, seal it and put envelope. it away. It's not as good as having, um, you know, a, a will that's right. witnessed. Um, but But in a pinch, if you have nothing... Yeah. That's something that you should write out. Interesting. You just date it. Well, does it need to be postmarked? I mean, is it something that you would mail to yourself? You should put the date on it. You don't really need to, you don't need to mail it to yourself. You can just write to, you know, to be opened upon my passing and you can stick it in a, stick it in a uh, thing. In some states it's not like that, but in California they still recognize that. Like that could be even like detailed of. Everything you can say, to, or you could just say, you "Oh, can here's say something. I want my favorite ring um, to, go to, to. to go to my sister yeah. in in your will." Or you, you should use words "I leave" or "I right. bequeath" or "I give." And this isn't the recommended way to do it. This no, is say, no, this, I, this is just this is <laughs> in a pinch. You in know, a, pinch, a lot of people can. sometimes say, "Oh, well, I'm leaving my child for the first time. We're getting on a plane tomorrow," and. I have nothing. What if something happens? Right. Now, this is when people start thinking about, yeah. uh, what if something happens? So, you know, just write something write out. something out. Stick it in but, an envelope. Give it to your sister or your friend uh, to put in their safe. And, you know, you have something, something. that shows your intent. intent. Got it. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. yeah. But with the benefit of more time, they should take more. Exactly. Um, yes. Yeah. Thorough steps. Right. And, and important things about a will is, you know, if you have a will... Your will basically says who gets what and when they get it. Yeah. Um, and you want to be in control of that, and especially on uh, who will become the guardian of your child if something happened to, to you know, the mother and the father. Um, right. So John, I actually have a Facebook question yep. about okay. that. And the Facebook question was from Anonymous, okay. and um, she said that she was actually – a child of foster care. She doesn't know her birth family. She doesn't know any family. She is a new mother, and she's worried about what she should do because she, if something happens to her, she doesn't want her child to end up in the system like she was. Right. So if you have very good friends, um, you know, you, you when in thinking about who should become the guardian of your child... You have to take a lot into consideration, like such as the ages of your parents or other family members. If they're, if they actually would be up to the task, mm-hmm. if they would be, 
financially up to the task because taking on another child is, you know, it, there, there's a financial yep. burden and responsibility that comes along with that. Um, or if, if you don't have those people in your family, you should look outside to some of your close friends. For instance, um, my, my best friend that I went to college with is the guardian of my children, even though my parents are still alive. Right. Um, and and we had this conversation early on when our children were both born. Yeah. Um, so it you know look for people and have that conversation with good friends or right. other family members. It doesn't need to be immediate family. You should be thinking about you know what are the values that you that you want to raise your child with, and mm-hmm. and you know if you have a friend that is going to be able to provide the kind of life you want for your yep. child. That's what I And if they already have like for. six or seven kids, what's another one in the mix? Right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they might need a bigger car, so you might need yep. to leave a, a life insurance policy to take care of that. Sonny, you're yeah. going to be, everyone's going to yeah. just add you because... Yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. Everyone's going to because she has four kids. Yeah. Um, but so like when you make a will though with your baby, are people also doing it so they can make sure that all their stuff goes to their baby as well? Well, okay, so there's a, there's a will, and, and then there's what's called a trust, okay? okay? And those are two different things, okay. right? So a will, when you have a will, that's still you, you still have to go through probate, which can be a long, um, expensive process. Mm-hmm. Um, it, a will is good if you don't have a lot of um, assets, right? You don't have a lot of property. So you're just talking about kind of guardianship issues yeah. and minimal property and you're not things won't get tied up in the probate court for years so the, the courts move at a very very slow pace these days right. um and then there's another thing um it's called a trust that you can set up and a trust um it sometimes is preferable so you you can take uh you can put property in a trust and you can take it out at any time okay so a trust becomes valid upon creation whereas a will is valid only upon your passing. Okay. Right? A trust is a document you can set up. You can put your house into it. You can make sure that your life insurance policies go into it. There are a lot of tax consequences. Um, mm-hmm. The trust is preferable. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Um, that uh, you can avoid by setting up a trust, uh, you know, upon your death. Yeah. So. Are those as easy to set up as wills or a little more complicated? Those are more complicated. You would probably need a lawyer to do okay. that. And it runs somewhere between 1000 to $1,500, depending on how right. much property you have. Okay. Um, but the lawyer that would prepare your trust would, uh, you know, update it and, you know, take care of, you know, other things. Usually they'll prepare your advance directives and DNRs and all those things that, that kind of go along with thinking and planning about those things. Got it. Yeah. So wills and trusts are, you know, kind of the first thing that a lot of people think of. And a lot of it's a lot right. of it is revolving around guardianship issues. Correct. But then also property issues. Property But do a issues. lot of people do that with babies or do they wait till their kids are a little older? You know, I I it you would think that people would do it sooner, but right. everybody thinks, you know, nothing's gonna happen to right. me and um then when things do happen, you have to think, well, it's really your family members that have to come in and clean up the mess and figure yeah. out, well, what, you know, what happens with the house? If and it, what happens, you know, immediately if, say, you have a family member that wants to take your child, but they don't have the financial right. ability to do that, you need to make sure if you have a trust 
that there there's money and your assets are going to be there. going to take care of the care of your child. Right. And yeah. so, and if you only had a will, and if there, well, or if you don't have a will, like if it happens the day after you die, like that's too late. You're already like you're already going through probate. Yeah. Your money and any assets you have are tied up, and then you know you don't you don't make decisions about who gets what. Ultimately, it goes through the courts, and, and your family members can fight it out. Um, and that leads to a lot of disputes, too, yeah. that you can avoid by your own planning. Um, what are some other legal mistakes that you maybe you see parents make, or is that one of the biggest ones, that just not doing anything, just leaving everything the same? Or? Being paralyzed about thinking about the issues. Yeah. Um, and it's really hard to think about those issues when you're trying to think about an exciting time in your life. Right. Um, you know, but you, 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 there are stories of things that go wrong in, in birth, and then there is no plan on, mm-hmm. on preparing for that. And that just, you know, makes a, a terrible situation even worse uh, than it is. And I think not, you know, having a genuine conversation with your spouse as to who would become the guardian of your child. Um, in the event yeah. that you both passed, okay? So I have, you know, I have friends that, you know, could never agree on who would be the guardian of their child, and so they just stopped the will process altogether. Mm. You know, don't, yeah, they, don't they let got that into hold a big up. fight. Right. I mean, luckily their kids are almost grown and, you know, uh, it didn't. able to take care of themselves, but if something would have happened because they never got past that impasse, yeah. you know, I want my brother or I want my sister to become the guardian. Um, and what does guardianship mean? Does that mean that, I mean, do they have all the rights of a parent? If you become the legal guardian, mm-hmm. then then you have the rights of, of a parent. Okay. Okay. But you have to designate that in your will and, or, uh, uh, well, if you have a trust, then you have, they have to file for application of guardianship with the courts. They have to file that, but you leave, you, you, you say who right. you want to be And so guardian. it's just a procedural matter of exactly. getting it recorded or right. whatever. The, the correct legal paperwork, yeah. Got it. All right, well, that's, um, I think that's a good start to looking at the topic from, you know, planning for horrible situations. Yes, but, I know. Uh, <laughs> it's, not, it's not a very happy topic to talk about, um, but it's a it's a necessary topic. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But let's right. look, let's take a quick break and then we'll look at some of the, um, some situations that maybe single divorce, same-sex parents face or that, that might affect parents that doesn't need a catastrophic event to happen. So we'll be right back. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply Welcome back, everybody, to Parent Savers. Today, we're talking about the legalities of parenting and rights and responsibilities with Michelle Burton. Uh, so, are there special issues that single parents need to be tuned into? Um, you know, we talk, does guardianship apply there, or are there some other things that they need to consider? Well, guardianship would definitely apply um, in that situation because if you're a single parent and you pass, then who is going to take care of your parents, right. or your child? So, you really need to be thinking about um, guardianship issues. Uh, I'd probably say, you know, on a 
on a bigger scale as as who's going to take over because it you know it's not it's unlikely that both parents are going to pass mm-hmm. away it's less likely than one parent passing away so then again you need to look you know at your immediate family yeah. uh, your extended family and then good friends that you would want to be the guardian in but that situation what other issues though do single parents kind of run into that you need to plan for i mean do you have any experience with that haley um, gosh, no, I, I was primarily concerned with the, the who would be the guardian of, of my child. And yeah. uh, I didn't want the father. Uh, I think by operation of law, he would have first choice. And I was concerned about what that would be like. And so I did talk to a couple of attorneys about if I could sever his rights or, um, you know, what would happen if he showed up suddenly and wanted to right. be involved. So I went through all that with several different attorneys. And then um, I did talk to two people that I wanted to be the guardian. And, um, the, you, you know, they didn't take it that seriously. I really wanted to have, like, this very substantial conversation. And they were just like, nothing's going to happen, sure. You know, I thought, no, you know, I really need to know that if something happens, you're really going to own this and, and raise my child. Um, and so, I mean, that's just, there's no, yeah. that's not a legal thing. That's just a human thing. You know, yes. no, just nobody but- wants to talk about it. And I didn't want it to go to my dad. And so um, I, I have, I've gone through all of, of this since he was born. And um, I have no assets, perhaps, luckily. So I didn't, <laughs> uh, otherwise I would put them in a trust. But there's okay. nothing to pass on to my child at this point. But, so. as a, but as a single parent, like, what do, you, what do you need legally to be able to sever the contact with? Oh, that was, um, I went round and round with a couple of attorneys and, and actually, um, I never got a definitive answer. There's so many okay. things that could happen and it would depend and what has the dad been doing? What has he not been doing? And who knows at the point, if I were to die 10 years from now, who could tell you, you right. know, what had happened between now and 10 years. So, but, but so that, but so that's an issue of guardianship then, but what about now? Um, like, are there legal steps that you had to take to kind of build a wall to, Make sure um, you know, he's not, not on the birth certificate. He's not. Um, so that's, that's the big thing there. They're not right. on the birth certificate. And I, I never sued for paternity, you know. But because he's not on the birth certificate, that solved a lot of it. Is that it? Uh, well, he well, could still d- sue for DNA, right? He, he could. He could. But if if the father is on the birth certificate, then they're deemed to have, you know, certain rights. They can right. never win, um, you know, physical or legal custody from the mother unless it's shown that the mother is... A poor mother, um, and it, or has abandoned the child, or is incapable of taking care of the child. But being on the birth certificate um, gives the father some rights. They can sue. They can get, um, you know, visitation rights, maybe weekend custody rights, things like that. If they're not on the birth certificate, then that creates more of a barrier for them. They okay. would have to go through the whole paternity thing, and then the courts and. Um, try and sue to at right. least get those rights that are already Expected. deemed that the yeah. yeah the father has if that, they're on the birth certificate. And that could theoretically work the other way too, although it's probably less common for there only to be a father on the birth certificate and not a well, mother. Or can that happen in same-sex marriages? Um, yes. The father, um, you know, would be on the birth certificate, um, and then you know it, it, that is a very complicated area of the law, and obviously it's still changing right now because right. of all the changes going on in same-sex marriages and the legalities involved. It's, but so if couples aren't married, are they able to both be on the birth certificate or what can a same-sex couple do that's adopting or what What are things they need to think about? There's a lot, right? There's a lot that they need to think about, um, you know, and it depends on how, you know, if, if you know, you're a, you're a lesbian couple mm-hmm. versus, um, you know, a male uh homosexual couple Mm -hmm. um you know because in the lesbian situations one parent usually gives birth to the child okay and then would be deemed the natural mother 
of the child, and then there would yeah. be the secondary parent. And the, but if they're born within a marriage, the the couple is married, then they're both on the certificate. Now, Got if they're it. just domestic partners living together, that's different. And and in the yeah. father situation, where there's two men involved in the marriage, obviously one of them's not going to give birth to the child. So it's either you know they're either adopt, they're both adopting, and they become the adoptive parents. And then, you know, there's the issue of who becomes the primary parent versus the secondary parent. It's a very, very complex, um, complicated. I cannot wait area. to dig into that yeah. one. Yeah. And yeah. so, Seriously. yeah. And yeah. so, just at a high level, though, <laughs> yeah. but that's one of the. So, if same sex couples were officially married, that would make the process of having kids easier. Yes. Or yeah. Le- yeah. from a legal perspective. Well, from a legal perspective, you're entitled to equal protection under the law, so you right. can't discriminate against same-sex couples that are legally married. They get the same rights as yeah. heterosexual couples that are legally married, and, and that would also involve um, children. But if they're not legally married, like some states haven't come all the way around yet, that creates a whole host of other issues as to if something happens, they want to get divorced, they split up. Who is the primary um, right. parent and caretaker? Yeah. Yeah. And so, and it, so, it's like, and so there's a lot of work ahead of time just for identifying those it, issues. It's something that you and your partner, if you're in a same sex yeah. marriage, um, you need to talk about it, um, you know, and it, you need to think about it at a, you know, a, a, a whole nother level. You should probably right. go and get legal advice on, you know, if on the guardianship issues and things like that, because, you know, especially if you're a male heterosexual couple it's, that it. is unmarried. Well, yeah. Okay. So let's say, though, for a traditional couple, then, um, you know, obviously I'm not planning on getting divorced. I don't think Aaron is or anyone in this room is planning on it, Nobody plans on it. So are there steps that you can take that we could take or maybe should take now when everything's great that would make the process go more smoothly? Even though I can't imagine if it happened or if it didn't, that it wouldn't go smoothly. But I'm sure nobody does. Oh, no. It wouldn't go smoothly with us. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) There's no way. I mean, you do not want to be on my husband's bad side. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) Well. You know, as a lawyer, they always say, expect the best, but plan for the worst. Right. Prepare for the worst. And, uh, you know, you, you need to, nobody ever plans to get divorced, especially, you know, when you're having a baby, that's a happy time in your life, but things happen in mm-hmm. marriages. And, you know, they're, they're, unless you have a prenup agreement up front, which most people don't have, there's, yeah. not, there's not a lot of pre-steps that you can take for um, planning to get divorced. Right. Um, but if divorce happens and, and you're going to split up, there are ways that you can do it to uh, make it easier on your children. Mm-hmm. Um, there are divorce mediators uh, that, that couples can go to that are a fraction of the cost of lawyers, and they will help you through the process. They will help you fill out the paperwork. They will help you with custody issues um, and deciding on those. Uh, they will help you with uh, co-parenting issues because, you know, a lot of times both parents still want to be involved. And once you have a child with another person, um, that person is in your life uh, pretty much for the rest of your life. So um, no matter how bad the emotions are when you're you're going through the divorce, you need to, you know, think about the well-being of the child and, you know, co-parenting strategies and and things that you're going to do. 
in that aspect. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, taking a little bit different tact then um, as far as, you know, planning as a parent from a legal perspective. What about, what do you need to do? What about if you have, and everything we talk about is planning for the worst. Right. Like you said, like, um, but what about like for having friends over a play date and like someone gets hurt or what kind of steps do you need to take, you know, to protect yourself from that situation? Oh, well, <laughs> you know, my son uh, who's, who's uh, sitting here is rolling his eyes because, um, you know, we have a zip line in our backyard. Oh. And we've actually had four broken arms on this zip <gasps> line. Yes. How yeah. many were, li- were related to you? Um, none. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> oh, none man. were related, but it's always uh, a friend's kid or you have a big party for the soccer team. And one kid just goes up and then, you know, takes the reins and yeah. just lets go, like, right when they go off the thing. So... Yes, um, we've had several broken arms, but no one's ever no one's ever sued. Everybody has homeowners insurance that okay. will cover you for an accident. Um, I've seen I've seen people saying, "Well, well I want." people to sign a release yeah, before they come over to my house. Yeah, I had a friend do that. He yeah. had a trampoline yeah. like when we were growing up. And eventually they're like, you got to sign a form if you want to jump on the tramp. Well, one thing um, one thing Elite, people sorry. don't realize <laughs> is that there are certain things in your homeowner's insurance policy that are excluded, specifically excluded and not covered if got an it. accident happens. So most homeowner's policies have a trampoline exclusion. But not zipline yet. Not zipline yet. Yeah, they don't have a zipline yet. And most, although the zipline uh, is is no more. No one can Got use it. it anymore after the last incident. Um, oh man! And the uh, but slides are also excluded. Water slides. Really? Yes. So you want to make sure. Check it and see. Yeah, most most homeowners insurance policies will either have a slide exclusion or they will say, okay, you can have a slide, but if any injury occurs on a slide, you're not covered for that injury. Got it. So you need to know that. I was going to say pools in general just terrify me. Yeah. Not until I went to law school, actually, but after that, I was just like, I I lived in a home with a pool, and there was a toddler next door, and I I never slept. I never slept. And I can't imagine being a parent and having a pool and a toddler or inviting little kids. Yeah. That would terrify me. I just would not... I, I would hire a lifeguard even exactly, if you came over yeah. for the afternoon. I would just be so scared. Because you read all these cases, you know, in law school about incidents in pools. So if you have a pool uh, and you invite, you know, little kids over or toddlers, you want to make sure that that pool is fenced properly. Um, there are certain alarms that you can have that if anything, uh, you know, the size of a cat falls into that pool, the alarm is going to go off. Mm. And you as a parent will be aware and you'll know. You can have, like at my house, we have um, door chimes. So if somebody opens that back door out to the pool. Yeah, you can hear I, it. I know that that door is open and someone's going out there. Well, the, the rate at which yeah. kids drown is no joke. I mean, right. law, yeah. you, you get paranoid in law school, but if yes. you really look at the statistics, drowning is very, it very is. dangerous. It is yeah, very, really very scary. dangerous. And jacuzzis, too. Mm-hmm. Kids tend to overheat in um, jacuzzis, mm-hmm. especially young kids, and they get dehydrated. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's an issue. But as far as getting people to sign releases, you mm-hmm. know, Accidents happen. Good? You know, that's an interesting question because I haven't I haven't okay. seen one that's been challenged. You, mm-hmm. you know, where where there's actually been a legal challenge to that. And it would be interesting to see if the parent could actually waive. I I, I assume that it probably would apply. I mean that that if you had it drafted properly, um, then they'd have to prove that you know uh, you were grossly negligent. That you were aware that. 
you know, there was something wrong or you had had several injuries or um, something it. like that like on your property. Point. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, it's like, it's like four broken so my, arms on so your my takes out the, uh, he says, okay, we're going to take down the well, zip line, but then he puts a slide in the backyard, right? right? So I'm like, I can't win, you know? Yeah. I wonder if you could, like, you know, sometimes you go to an event and it'd be like, oh, the, you may be filmed for purposes and you give us the right to do it. Maybe next to your home sweet home sign, you can put up a disclaimer <laughs> sign. By entering yeah. these premises, you well, waive all rights. <laughs> I've actually I've actually joked with my friends that on the, you know, the Evite invitation, you put a... I accept, you know, I accept oh, the right. liability waiver at the bottom. You know, it comes, so that's a great idea. So your acceptance to the evite, you're actually waiving uh, your right to anything. That's right. Uh, yeah. That's a great idea. Yeah. So, yeah. What else can we slip? Just be in like E-Vite. a little, you know, like those disclaimers that Apple puts on the iPhone that's that nobody right. reads. Here's yeah. my 47 yeah. terms I agree, of service I accept, for coming yeah. to my house. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So, all right. Yeah. What do you think as we wrap this up? Uh, and it could be something we've already talked about. What's the most important thing parents need to know? from a legal perspective about having kids and preparing? I think um, planning, just planning, 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 and, you know, trying to think about the the issues of, uh, you know, guardianship is just a huge yeah. issue. Um, and it will give you peace of mind. It will give your spouse peace of mind. Um, it will force issues to the forefront of, you know, maybe disagreements between you and your spouse about how you want your kids raised and, and um you know, who do you think would be the best person to do that if you weren't around? What do you think? Yeah. Like, yeah, or, yeah. And, and if I had any money, I would be worried about a trust. I don't. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Right. That's yeah. important. It really. They trust. Yeah. It's not. I, my mom just recently died, and, and I can't imagine how much worse it would be if I had to drag through probate and yeah. explain yeah. where stuff went. And it's just no fun. It's really a loving thing that you can do for your your family. Right. I've heard, yeah, I've heard yeah. you don't want to do probate. Nobody yeah. wants to do it. And you say, you know. There is one thing also when you do write up a will, my dad just experienced this, you have to choose your executor right. that theoretically mm-hmm. will outlive you. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> because, and, yeah. yeah. I think, he, I, yeah, my parents had this conversation. They're like, don't get mad. We made your sister the executor. I'm like, dude, I'm not mad at all. Like, but the executor <laughs> probably shouldn't be the guardian of your child. Right? right, because you want to have the checks and balances. The executor is the person that sort of holds the purse strings if you yeah. do have money, and that way the guardian can't, you know, just get all the money and blow the money um, that you've left for the benefit of your child. And same, you know, if you have a trust, then you you have somebody who's the trustee, and then you have the executor, and then you have the beneficiary. So uh, there are there are a level of checks and balances. Yeah. And we can, and the other thing I've learned is just write whatever you want in an envelope, seal it, yeah. and yes. it is law. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kind of, that's basically what you said, I right? I bequeath to you yeah. all. Yes. In a pinch. I don't, you know, no no attorney would really recommend that, but right. it does show your testamentary intent, and um, it's still a valid uh, document in California. Nice. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks so much for these tips. Um, thanks for joining us today. Um, for more information for our listeners about legalities of parenting uh, or information about anything we talked about, visit our episode page on our website. We're actually going to continue the conversation for members of our Parent Savers Club after the show. We'll discuss a new trend we've heard about in custody situations um, where the kid stays in the same house and the parents travel back and forth and just talk about legal what legal ramifications of that. So for more information about how to join the Parent Savers Club so you can access that content and other bonus content from the rest of our shows, please visit our website, parentsavers.com. 
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, Parent Savers. I'm Brian Miller. I own Geppetto's Toy Stores in San Diego. Thanks for listening. Today we're going to talk about toys from your brand new little ones from birth to six months old. At that age, a child's field of vision is very small, 7 to 10 or 12 inches. So that's why high contrast toys are really important. Black and white at first, even red and blue, things with very high contrast that a child can see. Things with sounds. A sound motivates a child to move their head, to listen. Hearing is really developed once the child's born, so even those light, gentle sounds that a toy might make or a music box might make really motivates your child to turn his head, which works the neck muscles. Things with texture and sound. I have a baby toy here that has a crinkly noise, and once a child does that, they're going to see the cause and effect of what happens and also turn their head and move. Things that are easy to grasp for a little one. At that age, zero to three, four, five months, a child is using their whole hand to grasp the toy. So you want to make sure it's something easy for them to grasp. A rattle with a big loop is an easy thing to grasp. We sell quite a few toys that almost look like atoms, where there are big holes in between the pieces, and a child can put their whole arm there and shake it and make the toy move. Those are excellent toys for newborns. You want to give a child a whole body workout, meaning when they're on their back playing with a gym with toys above their head, they're moving all their arms and their legs and they're seeing what's above them and moving their neck. All of those develop muscles and motor skills. Those are excellent. Even tummy time, mirrors, when a child sees their face in a mirror, that's motivating because they see something moving. They don't know it's their face, but they know something over there is moving and that's very attractive. You can visit our website, GeppettosToys.com, for more information. Or for future ideas, listen to Parent Savers for more toy tips in the future. That wraps up today's episode of Parent Savers. Thanks so much for listening. We appreciate you listening. Don't forget to check out our sister shows, Preggy Pals for Expecting Parents, the boob group for moms and dads who breastfeed their babies, right? <laughs> <laughs> based on our news headline for today, um, and also Twin Talks for parents of multiples. Next week, we're going to be talking about another exciting topic. Instead of kind of getting our financial house in order, I guess we're going to talk about getting our... Um, emotional would that be the word into romantic Romantic. side in order that's the word i'm looking for for a valentine's day show we're going to be talking about ways to spice up your marriage after having kids um so hopefully that doesn't turn into a little therapy session for me (laughs) all right this is parent savers empowering new parents this has been a new mommy media production the information and material contained in this episode are presented for educational purposes only Statements and opinions expressed in this episode are not necessarily those of New Mommy Media and should not be considered facts. While such information and materials are believed to be accurate, it is not intended to replace or substitute for professional medical advice or care, and should not be used for diagnosing or treating health care problem or disease or prescribing any medication. If you have questions or concerns regarding your physical or mental health or the health of your baby, Please seek assistance from a qualified health care provider. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? 
a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey, mamas, don't forget to check out Mighty Moms. It's our online community built for new moms just like you. Not only can you connect with other moms, but you can also join us backstage for special mom-only online events. And you'll also be notified when we're recording so you can join us as a special guest. Visit our website, newmommymedia.com, and click on the Mighty Moms banner. It's free. That's newmommymedia.com. See you there.